0: Chris Lane, Gunnersville, Alabama.
1: However, originally from
0: Florida, Polk County. Grew up, you know, spent 33 years in uh, down here in South Florida, Mid Florida area, fishing Kissimmee, Okeechobee, Harris, all the all the great lakes in Florida. Mm-hmm. And then um, me and my wife decided that if we ever had a chance to live wherever we could live. Mm-hmm. It would be Gunnersville, Alabama, after I fished a tournament there one time. And uh, we had that opportunity, and uh, we've been there for the last 12.
1: Now, when you say down here, we should note this. We're shooting this podcast, recording this at uh, Stage 2 Lake Okeechobee. This is your day off. You were in another group, and we've just watched the end of competition for (laughs) uh, one of the qualifying days. It's Day 2 Group A. And uh, your brother Bobby's in this, and, and and just I'm curious about just viewership of Score Tracker in in general. Like what what is it that you pay attention to? What do you not pay attention? Do you watch? Do you listen? Do you pay attention to this stuff throughout the course of the day or no?
0: I do a little bit. Um, I probably watched it more so today than I ever have before because of my brother's situation. Yeah. Um, He'll, he'll take it um, with a grain of salt yeah. um, and he'll move on to the next one and, uh, and he'll do just fine. But, you know, it hurts. And, um, yeah. you know, the, the one thing about being a professional fisherman that I can say, and, and I try to teach this to young kids because mm-hmm. they're not used to this. You have to accept defeat because you will deal with it all the time.
1: More often than winning, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And it's not defeat so much as in an event, but in a day. Mm -hmm. You know, when you go out there and it's just like a golfer um, or a quarterback that doesn't have his best game, um, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff Mm -hmm. like that. The thing is, as an individual, you really don't have a team to carry you through. But you do have a, hopefully you have a support team at home, so when you get home, and Bobby's got a great support team at home, so he'll be
1: fine. So this particular lake, this area, is one that is uh, important to you from your fishing history. You have four top tens here, at least four top tens here, a couple of wins, Mm -hmm. Uh, but Bobby has mentioned that this particular lake, for you in particular, even more than him, is sort of it's got a kind of a special place for you and i'm not curious i'm curious why because both of you clearly have spent a lot of time here but what is it about lake okeechobee that for you is particularly
0: special i think it's the fact about how many fish you can actually catch Mm -hmm. when you get on them and how big they are Mm -hmm. um it's loaded with five and six and seven pounders Mm -hmm. to where Kissimmee, which is about an hour north of here is loaded with giants, you know. Got Got and maybe not as many, it. but you know, you can you'll have a tendency to catch some really big ones up there, but not as yeah. many 5 and 6 pounders. So as far as quality of bass yeah. um that you can catch and the aggression that they that they have down here, it's uh, it's unbelievable and I think it's just a, it's a great place to come and fish and spend the day.
1: How many years have you been fishing down here? I guess
0: I started here when I was about 19, 20 mm -hmm. years old. You Mm -hmm. know, we never really ventured down here until the start of the BFLs. And uh, the first BFL I ever fished, I fished as a co-angler. And that's the only time I've ever fished as a (laughs) co-angler. How'd you do? I I did okay. I actually had a great partner. I actually fished uh, a spot the first day where Gary Simpson was his name. He was an All-American. He was a great guy, an older gentleman. Mm -hmm um and it was a joy to be with him but I wanted to be where he was right in the front of the boat so uh you know I I yeah. take that back and that's a memorable experience yeah. that I'll yeah. have um and you know with the BFLs that are out there now you know yeah. if, if you're yeah. looking to just go fishing and have fun they're a great great part it's what got me into one-man tournaments
1: got it so I should note that you may hear some background um chatter because we're here at Lightsea's Seafood Restaurant, which is uh, currently located in downtown Okeechobee. This restaurant was elsewhere for how long, Chris? 15, 20 years? A long time. It's down by the ramp that we have been launching from this week.
0: Oh, yeah, and the food has not changed a bit. It was excellent down there. Um, We'd come in from a tournament, and uh, we'd go there and eat. We'd eat there the night before, after the meeting, Um, and they've moved downtown in a great location Mm -hmm. here in downtown Okeechobee, and the food is fantastic, just like it was before.
1: Yeah, so Light is spelled L-I-G-H-T-S-E-Y-S, and the menu says if it swims, crawls, or hops, we probably serve it, and that is accurate. The menu's awesome. And Welcome to the, Okeechobee. The <laughs> yeah, about that. Yeah,
0: yeah, living off the land. It's it's it's, yeah. uh, it's a it's like a high end Louisiana swamp food. Yeah, it's
1: good. It's good. Yeah, it's let's, excellent. Let's talk a little bit about uh, just the the challenge of fishing this lake, just in general, but this week in particular, we have frankly awful conditions. I mean, it's it's been a tough week. We had wind. We had rain. Mm. Uh, much calmer today, but still not not easy by any means. So
0: Still windy. Yeah, correct. Worst conditions you can deal with on Lake Okeechobee mm-hmm. we faced. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you go from a warming trend of 85 degrees to where, mm-hmm. when I say the bass were off the chain yeah. is a good way to say that, mm-hmm. it was really? right before this cold front. Yeah. Um, you would have seen Okeechobee at its finest mm-hmm. um, in a big, big way. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're flipping with no hook and after you catch two big ones and then you take take the hook off or, and put a hitchhiker on or whatever, you're, you know, the way we practice, mm-hmm. to have the amount of bites that you've had mm-hmm. and you know the size of them because you can feel some of them, mm-hmm. that's what Okeechobee is. And that's probably why it's so special going back to your earlier question. But this week in particular, 80, 85, I guess it was during the day. That's right. Water temp was 79 big wads of fish had pushed up right where they're supposed to be in the clear yeah. water yeah. and particularly on the South end. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing that happened is we had a torrential front come through. And I mean, when like I, you know, I've never seen before, yeah. never fished in it. And the reason we never fished in it because those days would be canceled, but with major league fishing mm-hmm. and our new trailering policy, yep. To protect the officials, the cameraman, and ourselves, mm-hmm. um, this is a sporting event. It's not a tournament. Yep. So when that was put in effect, mm-hmm. and we could trailer to where we wanted to, yep. guys were still safe. They got there. We got the show done. Mm-hmm. You know, we got the day done, and and that's that's important. Sure. You know, but but the conditions that Okeechobee faced this week, um, I hated it because. Could <laughs> and and I think you will see. Yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, you'll see it go back you think to so? where it was. You're going to yeah. have a hard southwest wind. Um, it's going to be coming. You know, I think we have another small front coming, but you're going to have a south southwest wind for the next three days. Watch out because Okeechobee will produce the giants that it's used to. There's somebody will win. My prediction would be that somebody catches well over seventy-five to a hundred pounds.
1: Really. So then how badly do you want to perform tomorrow then? So you oh, real bad.
0: I, yeah. I've thought about yeah. it. Um, I've thought about it for a while, and it's kind of it's kind of bittersweet. Yeah, do you want to win the day to make it to the championship round? Sure. Absolutely. But But honestly, you really just want to make it to that knockout round because some of the stuff that you found in practice will produce the way that it was during, you know, that'll produce the way in the event that it was in practice.
1: So you're 11th place after your first day. And you're certainly within range of first place because, as you point out, we've we've seen a nine-pounder caught today. We've seen an eight-pounder caught today. We've seen a handful of sixes. I I believe we may have seen a seven. So do you have a number in mind that you
0: would like to catch or think you need to catch tomorrow? Um, I really don't have a number because mm. to put a number on Lake Okeechobee is kind of tough because when you find them, you can, you can blow it out of the water. Um, that is the thing in four, five, six, seven, eight, ten 10 flips. You could have 30 plus pounds and catapult all the way to the top. So... There's really not a number. I think the goal is is to stay. My, my goal t- tomorrow would be to stay 100% focused on the decisions that I make when I make them mm-hmm. because area is crucial. This water mm-hmm. has drastically changed mm-hmm. from clear to dirty. And when, when you see it, you know, and we're never on the water on those windy days. I was on the water on that windy day, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and where I was fishing literally was three foot higher than where I when I was in there in practice. And as the wind shifted, I watched it all go out. Wow. The current unbelievable. Yeah, that's great. I mean, and you gotta find that clear water. Well.
1: Wow. Welcome to LiveTook. Thank My you very much. Swim, I will be taking
0: care of you gentlemen today. Cool. Can I get y'all started with maybe an appetizer,
1: some fish dip, gator tail, fried green tomatoes? So I'm I'm pretty sure we're gonna go with shrimp, correct? You want shrimp?
0: Oh yeah. absolutely but you know Okeechobee's and Likesy's is famous for their gator tail.
1: Well, I'm not going to say no to gator tail, then. If you're saying gator tail, then we'll do gator tail.
0: Okay. Let's do both. Let's do both. Yeah. Or we All right. actually have an sampler. It has a little bit of everything. So it has um, cooter, which is a turtle. Okay. It has catfish, uh-huh. frog legs, and gator on there as well. Frog legs? I'm oh, in, dude. Okay, let's do it. They're fantastic. Let's do that. You like frog legs? Yeah. Been a long you ever time? had them?
1: I've been a long time, but I'll take
0: them. What? Frog legs, dude. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. All right. They're excellent. Yeah. Now you're bringing back memories. <laughs> yes, and they're really good. They're really good. Okay, yeah, they. we're in. Um, that sounds like a boy. So line. I'll go put that in. Kay. And our saltwater fish today, just so you guys know, is golden tile, porgy, and then we also have cobia and flounder. All righty. This place has, got, a, this place has got it all going on. Oh, yeah. man, I'm telling you, it's the place to go okay. in Okeechobee. Cool. Definitely. Also, our scallops are the real scallops, and they are the good size ones, the big ones. So. Okay. Super. Thank you. And you're not open for breakfast? No, we don't open till 11. But you'd open, you would say go to Pogi's restaurant, wouldn't you? I would. That's what I thought. Biscuits
1: All right. and gravy on
0: point. All right, there you go. There you go. Very
1: good. All right. Travel All right, tips so for you. Put this in and I'll be back. Thank you very much. That sounds amazing. Yep.
0: Pogi's is a restaurant that we would always yeah. come in from Kissimmee, we would come down, mm-hmm. and that would be our stop before we hit the lake. Is that right? Yep.
1: Yeah, Pogies, that's where you went, wasn't it, Josh?
0: Pogies? Good stuff, dude. Really Doug Vast right. is the owner. He's a great guy. Mm. Yeah. Used to fish all the time down here with All
1: right, us. so Lightsy's for lunch and dinner, Pogies for breakfast. Yep. That's the place to do in Okeechobee.
0: <laughs> and yeah. on the lake all day. <laughs> unless it's 30-mile-an-hour winds, don't go unless you have to. Oh,
1: my gosh. All right, let's talk about picking this lake apart. So, dirty water, wind. I mean, so what's what's your most important factor in your head when you leave tomorrow morning, what's the most important thing for you that influences where you go?
0: I think the most important thing is to pay attention to the wind direction. Okay. Um, On Lake Okeechobee, the wind direction, like if you look at it this morning, it was pretty much nilch. There was nothing. It was, it was pretty. Mm. Um, As the day went on, it really picked up. So if you're, if you're down in that, if you're down in that Southeast corner by Cluiston, Mm. In order for you to run somewhere, Mm. um, you know, it's tough. Or if you're on the shoal Mm. or or up by Horse Island and Monkey Box, for you to actually run somewhere is tough because it gets really bumpy out there. Um, So you need to kind of make decisions based on on the wind directions. Probably one of the most important things that I'll look at in the morning before I attack Okeechobee.
1: Okay. All right. So we're... In event number two, you did great. In event number one, um, heavy hitters is a thing now. All of a sudden, you, you really want to catch a, at least one big fish.
0: How excited are you about that? I'm man, I'm I'm so excited about it um, because you know to the prior to the start of the season, I really had a hunch to just fish for a big fish the entire time, every day. Um, but then again, you know you can kind of do that. And catch, you know, mm-hmm. some good fish as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. heavy hitters is uh, definitely on my radar, 100%. Um, you're going to have to get out of every lake, I think, pretty much with a five pound plus fish. Um, could be a little more, could be a little less, but I'm thinking roughly right around there. So the most of the third period yesterday, I, I kind of went for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to search for that bigger fish and it didn't pan out. But I think that going into tomorrow my goal is going to be to make the cut because Mm -hmm. that big fish will come out of those if you can fish two more days because of the weather because of the conditions Mm -hmm. you will have the opportunity at a big fish that's kind
1: of the reward though for making it as far as you can in this process that you do have seven and a half extra hours if you make it to another round i mean it's super cool to to win a round and go straight to the championship nothing wrong with that but it doesn't hurt to have
0: Dude, it's more money. Yeah. You guaranteed television time. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take a win over a big fish any day right now. <laughs> All right. Yeah. But if you yeah. if you do win, you yeah. probably caught a big one.
1: That's a pretty good chance. That's yeah. the case, right? So nine pounder caught today. I mean, uh, do we have
0: a chance of a ten this week? Absolutely. You yeah. know, like I said, it was it was getting right. Mm. It was right. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna say it was getting right. It yeah. was right. Yeah. Um and you will see yeah, I think you'll see one over 10. You might see a couple of them. Um, you might see a lot more 8s mm-hmm. now. I don't know if you looked at the, you know, if people paid attention to the event and you follow. Mm-hmm. You know, when were those bigger fish being caught? Later on in the That's week right. when, the, right. when the weather stabled. Mm-hmm. We had a warm day today. Granted, it's still windy. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have a warmer day tomorrow. A warmer day on Tuesday yeah. and Wednesday another front starts to creep down and the fish bite before front it will be lights out
1: so you have to translate some of this Florida stuff because it's it's different here than it is anywhere else in the entire world as far as the way the fish respond to temperature changes and so forth so so two days is adequate time for them to recover from a drop in temperature like this
0: oh yeah because the water temp only dropped down to about seven degrees it wasn't like it went to 20 degrees or anything like that i mean it dropped down to 50 Mm -hmm. you know degrees air temp and Mm -hmm. the water temp did drop it dropped to almost 8 to 10 degrees Mm -hmm. which because of the wind is why it dropped so much but you know the sun's been out and the water's warming right back Mm -hmm. up the water's starting to position itself right back where it was and yeah i i think that it's just going to be fantastic
1: we'll see how that all plays out let's get into some uh lane family history shall we Sure. Looking forward to this. So we had a chance to sit down with with Bobby, along with Justin Lucas, and he mentioned that he uh, he was a pretty decent soccer player back in the day. Now, I, I didn't really realize this until the last couple of weeks, but you were also a soccer player, right? Goalie?
0: Yeah, I was a goalie. I didn't I didn't run a whole lot. I stayed back in the goal. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but I hear you're pretty good.
0: Um, yeah, I had a had a good career at that. Actually, uh, had a full ride scholarship um to go and play and uh had the coach down came and sat down with me and my mom uh you know went up to virginia and played and uh had a good good uh practice up there whatever you call that in turn yeah. um so they wanted they wanted uh gave me a full ride scholarship to go up there and i was sitting on the porch um in lakeland at my mom and dad's and uh it was my mom my dad the coach gave us a proposal and i said man i really don't want to go and uh my dad says man i'll i'll buy you a little car you can come home anytime you want and uh i'll never forget it because it's taught me to be that kind of parent as well um you know my dad said well i respect my son's decision uh it was hard i know it was killing him inside um (laughs) and at the end of the day here we are now but um You know, I learned I learned a lot from that decision. You know, moving forward.
1: Let's talk about the uh, family dynamics of the Lane household. So you've got another brother, Arnie, mm-hmm. who was a pretty darn good fisherman himself.
0: Uh, so the three of you, what's the age difference? Arnie is forty-six. Bobby is forty-five, and I'm forty-four. And my right. sister is forty. Okay. I think I got that right.
1: Who would, who would you say is the best natural fisherman among the three of you, the three brothers? Or maybe it's your sister.
0: Yeah, no, I would say um, natural fisherman would probably be Bobby. Okay. Um, you know, he was always the one to get in the creeks, to get dirty, to mm-hmm. grab the mm-hmm. crayfish, you know, to grab the snakes, you know, kind of the uh, no fear. So that's why I think Mm -hmm. this event really doesn't bother him. I mean, he's not worried about anything. (laughs) He'll wake up and uh, he'll have a couple cold snacks tonight, and then wake up next day, and uh, he'll be fine and be ready for Lake Fork. Um, So that that would probably be my answer to that one.
1: So when you were when you were getting into the tournament game, were you tournament partners? Did you compete against each other? Absolutely. Yeah. No, we were
0: partners. Won a ton of events. Really? Um, around Lakeland or around the entire state? Yeah. Well, no, yeah. I mean, we won down here in Okeechobee. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't win very many in Okeechobee because Arnie and his partner would kick our butts all the time. Really? Yeah. Yeah. When uh, the horny toad first came out, uh, Arnie had them and, man, hit, they'd weigh in 30 plus pounds every single time. And me and Bobby would come in with 25, you know, thinking we're doing good. Yeah. And uh, Arnie would smoke us. But, um... You know, me and Bobby fished a lot of tournaments together on Kissimmee, on Okeechobee, mm-hmm. and did well. Mm-hmm. Um, but but we battled, you know, as well and uh, as we do today.
1: How excited were you when you saw the schedule come out? Because we go to fisheries that, that I think most people would say fits you pretty well. Were you excited about this the schedule? I was very
0: excited about the schedule. I think I was more excited about the fact that Mike Malone in the in major league fishing in the eight anglers or six anglers that are a part of it to help choose the schedule is is very important and my hat's off to those guys because those anglers did a fantastic job to help mike and uh the people at major league fishing to come up with a schedule at the right place at the right time
1: yep yep so what what is all this in front of us here so this, this I, is, uh, I see alligator that's I gator see... bites right
0: what is that no i would say this is gator bite okay that's a gator i don't see any frog legs this is fit oh wait oh yeah there's, there's, there's frog, frog legs. legs okay oh all my right. gosh look hey <laughs>
1: so the, the spots we're going i mean so clearly i mean you did great you did great and you follow
0: mm-hmm.
1: we're here in okeechobee where as i pointed out you've had some success before we go to lake fork which should be Bananas. We go to Raleigh, which last year was Bananas. Yeah. And then Grand Lake. That's just the first half for heavy hitters. So, I'm thinking a guy like yourself would be super happy with, with that.
0: I'm really happy for the schedule.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I think that, uh, you know, it fits your style. You know, people say... You know, you hear a little bit of complaints about, oh, well, it's all bank fishing. Well, the first tournament wasn't bank fishing. It was one offshore. It was. Yep. Lake Fort could be one offshore. Mm-hmm. Okeechobee might be one off the bank. I don't know. I don't know where these guys are catching them. I don't know who's going to win. Mm-hmm. But it could be that they're offshore as well. Yep. Could be. But I'd rather see it one in the cattails or buggy whips or lily pads. <laughs> <laughs> Do
1: you just... Eat gator tail? Growing up in Florida, is that something that's normal? Hmm? Gator tail is that like a normal, average everyday food here in Florida? Oh, absolutely! Gator tail? It is. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, pretty much any restaurant you go to that's not a chain restaurant, you can get. You
1: got gator tail. really? Hmm. How about frog legs?
0: Mm-hmm. Really? Um, most places, you know, um, like uh, restaurants like this, like yeah. like yeah. you know, you have them all over. Um, but mm-hmm. mainly in the in the center part of the state. I, you, and I think you can get them over there on each side of the coast, too. You know, Florida's loaded with frogs. Didn't know that. Mm. Oh, yeah. We used to go frog gigging, me and Bobby, my brothers, my cousins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We couldn't cook them like that, though. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Dude, they're, they're probably one of the best animals, like, off the land that I've ever eaten me personally
1: that's pretty good so one of the things that happened today was that uh zach Burge ended up finishing the top five after after a zero on day one is that something that can be typical of this fishery especially in this condition or how does that happen how does he go from zero to top five
0: um you run into a wad um and it's not like when you, when you run into a wad of fish mm-hmm. in Okeechobee in the grass, yep. I don't know if he was in the grass. He could have been offshore and ran into a wad of them, but obviously there's probably still some grass out there. Um, Okeechobee at the deepest point, I think in the middle of the lake, is about 9 to 10 foot. So, you know, the vegetation, which needs to start coming back, you know, and then stop spraying. But um, when you find fish in the grass of that quality, 2 pounds – keeper fish yep. or a scoreable bass for yep. us so when you find that yep. and you catch another one or you find the kind of the deal and where they're at you can load the boat in a hurry really and and i mean mm. in a hurry and i kept waiting for that for bobby because that's how he knows how to do it right right i mean i don't know that he's ever not busted mm-hmm. a big giant sack on okeechobee yep. and took him all day you know usually when you find it it's yeah it's a magic spot
1: so, uh, truth or truth or fiction about uh, about Florida fishing in general? Uh, Jordan Lee told me this that it took him a while to sort it out because you know not not from down here came down here didn't do very well in his first few events, but kind of sorted things out a little bit. But he says that you can go and hit a fifty to sixty yard stretch, and that's that's the juice. But they're not all over the place. Like you can't just because the problem is you put your for anybody who's out of town you put your boat in and everything every single thing looks like it should have a fish on it everything does but that's not the case so how do you how do you decipher what is what is the juice and what's not
0: yeah that's the number one question that we probably get being from florida is how do you find fish in all that grass it all looks so good it all looks the same gotta cover water you have to cover water yeah And you learn to read the grass, kind of like reading a map, you know, how guys read ledges and stuff like that. You need to learn to read the grass, but you read the grass visually. You know, oh, that looks like a good spot because it has a cut and a point, and it's got lily pads and grass instead of just buggy whips. Or it's got buggy whips and grass and no lily pads. So it's one of those things that you have to learn, that you learn by growing up down here, that you can you know you always feel like you have it a little bit little bit of advantage in Florida when you can learn you know where the where the grass is growing on hard bottoms and where the grass looks like it's probably a mucky bottom I mean you do that visually let's
1: go in reverse then so you have done really well in Florida but you've also won north in the Great Lakes mm-hmm. I mean I mean your wins have been in pretty diverse fisheries and locations so how steep was your learning curve leaving Florida and fishing places like the St. Lawrence River and St. Clair and those places that we we've Yeah, we've I think
0: wanted. it was a lot easier. Really? Yeah, because, well, <laughs> you go up north, um, and me and Bobby always kid each other about it, or people ask us, well, how do you catch them up north? Well, you just whale a drop shot out there, and you drag it until a smallmouth bites it. <laughs> okay once you find one, you find a bunch of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we yeah. kid around yeah. about that. Yeah. But uh, it's not it's not visually intensely punching uh, a mat that's the size of a small porch, right. you know, for an hour trying to figure out where those fish are set up on that mat. Right. right. You know, up north, the fish actually, the water's really clear and they'll come a long way. Mm-hmm. So uh, the learning curve to fish up north was a little bit easier than it was. Really? You know. Yeah. But fishing down south all comes natural because this is where I grew up. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we had a lot to learn, and we learned a lot, but we learned a lot by trial and error. They didn't have YouTube. They didn't have videos. They didn't have Facebook text and tweet and my book and whatever they got, <laughs> you know, nowadays. And time on the water is the most important thing. And we were able to do that as kids with my grandpa and my dad and then me and my three two brothers, you know, we were fishing all the time. Yeah. So we learned— firsthand
1: do uh do your kids have any interest in, in tournament bass fishing
0: hmm. my son my eight my oldest son is hardcore at it yeah um he graduates this year um and uh he's fishing the bfls and um i think he's 80th in the points right now out of 230 250 or something like that so he's uh he's inspiring to to do it and uh and he, he's got what it takes you know, it's just that learning curve of going doing what you gotta do is, a yeah. you know, on your own to be a professional fisherman. Would you uh, mental side would
1: you rather have grown up in the day and age where you didn't have all of the information available? Absolutely. Or today when you had everything available to you? I'm
0: old From school. From an information style. Yeah, I'm an old school. Um, the information that's out there now, yeah. yes, there is a there is so much. Would have saved years (laughs) on our lives knowing that stuff, you know, and spending time. Yeah, I mean, we didn't. You didn't even have a GPS unit, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. These kids can see everything nowadays, and I think for a safety factor, that's really good. There's been many. There's been times we've been lost, you know, out in the lakes and. Yeah, I mean, you get down in Florida. It's not like you got houses. On, on these lakes, no, you know, there's no. not. I don't think that there's a house in the inside a rim ditch of Lake Okeechobee. Probably not. No. How so. Doing on beers? Would you like another
1: I'm I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. You guys good? Super.
0: So. You know, information nowadays I think can be can be really really good, and yeah. it's a good way to fast sure. track the the knowledge to have what you need Mm -hmm. to go fishing and to to be successful right but i think on the tournament professional side i shouldn't say tournament i should say the professional side of a professional bass fisherman is there's a lot more to it than that you have to have the mental Mm. aspect to be a professional fisherman to accept defeat to be able to make adjustments when conditions change because you deal with conditions that you've never dealt with that nobody's ever dealt with mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. we're still dealing it with today yeah. i mean we just dealt with it two days ago mm-hmm. i can tell you right now myself bobby mm-hmm. and probably 80 of these other anglers they've never fished in conditions that bad mm-hmm. because they would usually cancel a day yeah but with the trailering policy we yeah. were able to get the day in it's like playing nfl when it's pouring down snow and it's 20 below do those guys want to be out there no but the fans want it. Mm-hmm. They want to. They want to see the game played, and um, that's what I love about Major League Fishing making those adjustments.
1: Talking me a little bit about uh, the mental part of the game. So, um, you have uh, the constant reminder of where you sit in the standings, either for either positive or negative, one way or the mm-hmm. other. Um, but it also can influence your pace and your location, and there are so many different things that are mental about this particular game that you play for mlf with score tracker and all the things that you know during the course of it that you didn't have to worry about before
0: yeah i actually got caught up in it uh the other day i'll be honest with you um i've got a camera guy and i'm sitting there i'm in eighth place i Mm -hmm. guess something like that fifth place i was up in the top 10 most of the day and they get a call they're coming to get the cameraman i'm like well that's good um blah 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 and i'm like golly and they said oh they're going to get dean or something like that i don't know maybe it was just one of those things and i'm like damn dean was fishing right outside of here where i'm at in practice Mm -hmm. and i know how many bites i had and i know poroznik was catching them and he put in down there with me Mm -hmm. i mean we all put in down there together you know so it's kind of and hackney was in the top 10 so i know kind of where we're at and what we're doing we're in the right area Mm -hmm. and i'm like man if this stretch fires And nobody was on this outside stretch that I saw. I said, if this fires, then, man, this is going to be great. And here the score tracker goes up, Parosnik, Hackney, Rojas. I'm going, I'm getting to the outside. (laughs) I got to the outside, and I'm not so sure that it was the right decision. I was looking for a big fish. It was dirty. Um, The water had stayed dirty. And, of course, there was no boats out there. You know, but you know, did I did I feel like I made a bad decision? No, because I was trying to get up to where you're trying to win the day. So, score tracker, knowing the game, it um, it's it's a mental aspect that you that you that we all are having to learn mm-hmm. as we go along. Mm-hmm.
1: It's a new form of strategy. Do you enjoy it? I love it. Do you?
0: Yeah, because there's no other sport that is played that they don't know the score.
1: But is it? I mean, has it influenced you negatively ever? I mean, you've been doing this the for a few. Tracker, you've been doing this for a few years. Yeah, you're not. Um, new, you're not new to Score Tracker.
0: The Score Tracker, yeah. I mean, it doesn't influence me negatively in the sense of when you're getting your butt kicked and you can't figure anything out. And I'll go to Table Rock. Yeah. And I'm watching guys next to me. I'm watching guys that are catching them. Yeah. It just ain't my day. Yeah. And as Score Tracker goes, and as you continue to fall back. Mm. Yeah, it hurts. It hurts mentally. You question yourself going back to the statement about um facing defeat. Yeah. I mean, I I had to face it. I mean, it's right sure. there. You have to face it because it's right in front of you. It's right there on the score tracker. Yep. You're in thirty eighth place and everybody else kicks your butt.
1: Right, so your week your week here at Okeechobee is not done yet. I'm I'm pretty sure that you'd be You'll probably be disappointed. You would be disappointed if you didn't make the championship round, right? I mean, it's safe oh, to say that every absolutely. time you fish down here, you expect that you're probably going to win.
0: Yeah. Not that you. you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm not expecting to win, but what I am expecting to do is to do my job. Okay. And that is to go catch fish over two pounds mm-hmm. against the best 80 fishermen in the world. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. so that is my job. And if I don't do my job, then I will feel that I have let. The people down that support me Mm. i feel like i haven't done my job
1: so as we move on beyond this we go to lake fork a couple weeks after we leave here you know we've got a little bit of a break not too much down to lake fork how do you foresee that event happening
0: i foresee lake fork being probably our big fish event Mm -hmm. of the year yeah i see it making or breaking your chance to heavy hitters Um, and I really see it as an event that the guy that wins that Mm -hmm. will be sore when he's done.
1: And then the, then we move on to Raleigh again. So that's a, that's an area that really, honestly, unless you were Marty stone, you didn't know anything about it. I mean, it was a mystery to almost everybody. I'm I'm sure that some of you guys had heard about it, Mm -hmm. but we go back to a fishery or a series of fisheries that were fantastic they were really good that whole week was was uh, kind of a kind of a learning curve for everybody so i mean we have
0: strong events backing up strong events yeah i actually um my first fish of uh, major league fishing at raleigh last year was a seven pounder first fish yeah of bass pro, at the bass pro tour yeah and It blew me away. I had a horrible practice. I heard about how great this lake is. Oh, you guys are going to rip them, you know, and never fish there. (laughs) And uh, I flip flip in there, and I, oh, there's a bite. Yeah. And I set the hook, and I'm like, holy cow. And then you hear score tracker. Yeah. And it's rolling, and you see the size of these fish. We hit it at a bad time. Mm Mm-hmm we did again that's right um as far as weather conditions rainy cold you know um but what a what a great what a great fishery fisheries Mm -hmm. in such a small area Mm -hmm. you know Mm a short drive so yeah raleigh is raleigh is going to be exciting if we hit that right then that could i don't think it could beat fork for big fish but Uh i it might beat it for numbers man i don't know
1: how badly would you like to hit one of these places at the exact right time? Mm. Because we've been, we've been just a little bit off.
0: Yeah, we, uh, we, were, uh, we, were, we were so close right here mm-hmm. that yeah. it, if it was the right time, you know, and when I say right time, you talk about Okeechobee, you talk about finding sweet spots and mm-hmm. stuff like that. When you hit it right, you see the 37 and 45-pound bags. Um, that's what you're after. In, and yeah. in with Major League Fishing in the format, you'd see 100-pound bags. Um, you really would see that in mm-hmm. a day. Yep. We're just missing it.
1: Yeah.
0: We're just missing it by a couple of days, you know. Um, but this this final event will be – I think will be there. To hit mm-hmm. fork right at the right time, that would probably be the one that I would be most excited really? about. Really? Because yeah. the number of teens that are in there um, – that biggest fish for major league fishing is well, it's still a nine. Ten No, no,
1: we haven't we haven't broken ten yet. Have not broken Never ten, broken ten We're still in mm-hmm. the nines, yeah.
0: Brett height. No, yeah, Brett Height at mm-hmm. Okeechobee, nine. Yeah, so we 15. had two. We
1: had Connell hit a in nine and, and, and height hit a nine. That, and we've had a yeah. we've had a nine here. Lefebvre got a nine today. So we're still waiting for a first ten.
0: That'll go down in Lake Fort.
1: Think so? Yep. 100%. You wouldn't be shocked if it happened here though, would you?
0: No, no, you could see it happening here, but mm-hmm. I would say for sure, if it doesn't happen here on Wednesday Tuesday or Wednesday, huh? then it'll happen at fork.
1: All right. So your goal is to fish Tuesday or Wednesday.
0: God, I hope so. <laughs> Man, that's that's my uh yeah. that's my goal. My okay. goal is to make it to my goal is to make the knockout round. If you yeah. win the day, yeah, that's a bonus. You can do it if you find the right stretch, but I think most importantly Getting to Tuesday, I mean, I'd like to fish Tuesday anyway, yeah. just because the fishing's going to be so good. The water's yeah. going to yep. settle, and you got to think about it, too. The water here, when it settles, it settles a foot. Mm-hmm. That's all it's got to go.
1: Yeah,
0: It's not like in those deep water lakes, you know, where it has to go way down. Mm-hmm. You know, you only got to go even to a half a foot. If it's it. clear, watch out.
1: Let's uh, do a quick review, then. So, review number one. Lake Okeechobee is starting to set up so we could see something pretty special Tuesday, Wednesday. So that is knockout round and championship round. Uh, Number two, you were a pretty good soccer goalie back in the day. Back in the day. Uh, And number three, if you're going to come to Central Florida, you have to order frog legs and gator.
0: Absolutely.
1: Can't leave here without Neither
0: one of them will let you down. All right. (laughs)
1: And neither did you, Chris. I appreciate your time here on the Nillivis Podcast. Thank you. to talk to you, buddy.